Welcome to the Inspired Women Podcast. I am your host, Megan Hall, founder of Megan Hall Motivation. I motivate and inspire women to create their own version of a thriving life. And on this podcast, I'm going to connect you with inspirational women who will share their real stories and chat about topics relevant to today's modern women. Don't forget to join our virtual community on Facebook, the Inspire Women Community. Thank you for tuning in to today's podcast. Hi, guys. I'm here with Kelly Saganak. It's Saganak, right? Yeah. I should have asked you that first before I started recording this. And if anybody's listened to the podcast long enough, they know sometimes I mess up and I totally own that. I'm human. It's all good. Um, so Kelly is a grateful mom, wife, counselor, educator, counselor, educator, and life coach devoted to helping women make peace with anxiety and fear so they can step fully into their brilliance and genius and create the business and life of their dreams. And I asked Kelly to come on the podcast because she's had experience on both the counseling aspect and the coaching aspect. And I know a lot of us have like confusion on like, what's the difference? Like, when should I see a counselor? When should I see a coach? So this podcast here is going to help clear up some of those questions for you guys. So I want to start off with Kelly. Uh, what made you decide to go on the coaching aspect when you had been doing the counseling so long? That is such a great question. And I had this feeling you were going to ask me that. <laughs> And first of all, thank you so much for having me, Megan. This is a delightful conversation and I think a really meaningful one. Um, yes, I started out in the counseling field and loved it. Love it, love it, love it. Um, most of what I've done in my um, professional life is train school counselors. And yet I also work with clinical counselors and um, student affairs and college counselors. And... I have been to counselors in my life um, many years ago when I had issues and I only knew to go to a counselor. I think sometimes when I reflect back on my earlier um, struggles and emotional issues, I'm not sure if I did need a counselor or a coach. And so that I never really knew there was such a thing as going to a coach years ago. So that's been interesting to um, also reflect on as I was preparing to talk to you today. Um, but about five years ago, um, I just, I had been to a counselor and I wasn't getting the results I wanted. It seemed like when I would go to a counselor, we would keep talking about the same stuff over and over again and kind of rehashing the past. And then we would sit there and stare at each other and go, okay, what's next? And I had done that over the course of my 20s and 30s, and it had been helpful to talk about it, but I didn't feel any real momentum or any real change in my life, which I own. Um, so about five years ago, I bumped into some, some stuff in my life where I just wasn't feeling fulfilled. I felt like there's got to be more than this. And so that's when I reached out for to try coaching. And I actually hired a coach. And just that experience alone, I thought, yes, yes, this is it. I, I was um, being held accountable. I had um, a plan in place, check-ins. Um, but the unexpected part of working with a coach was I didn't realize the mindset issues involved. 
And so that was something very, very new for me and yet transformative because I got, it's not that I needed to go back and rework anything in my past. I needed to get my, my brain online and figure out how to put all of that into place to get what I wanted. And so coaching just absolutely lit me up much more so than counseling, even though I have great respect for counseling and therapy. And so it was from that place that I thought I have got to dive in and learn more about this whole coaching thing. And I went and got certified with the life coach school because I wanted to really dig in to the profession of coaching and I have never regretted it. And it's been totally transformative for me. Oh, I love that. So now that you've talked about like what brought you into going from counseling to coaching, what would you say is the difference between a counselor and a coach? Like what should somebody think of like, you know, why should they see a counselor versus a coach or a coach versus a counselor? I want to hear from the perspective of somebody who has done both. What would you say the difference is? Yeah, that's such a great question too. <clears throat> and I'm going to give just a basic basic because there's so many variables oh, yes. involved and it can be a really slippery slope. But for the most part, an, a licensed professional counselor or a clinical counselor with a license is trained so much differently than a coach is. They're trained in human development. They're trained in um, diagnosing. They're trained in pathology. And so if someone is not functioning well in their life, like they've got some deep emotional traumas, they're having difficulty making it day to day in their own life, things are just not going well, they're in pain, um, and really having some functioning problems in the, in the world, that's when I would recommend a counselor or a therapist. Now, there's gray areas around all of that, oh, but those are the ones that jump out for me is, is in terms of someone that would want to um, process that deep emotional pain with a counselor or a therapist, or they've got some psychological issues going on that are not allowing them to maybe hold a job, um, maintain a relationship. Maybe they're getting in trouble. You know, when I think of addictions work, when people have, you know, either psychological, emotional, or behavioral issues that are just not allowing them to function in life or work, I would recommend counseling and therapy. Whereas coaching, people are functioning. People, they know something's maybe off or they're not getting exactly what they want in their life, but coaching is for those ambitious people that are really wanting to fulfill their lives and maybe they just need help moving along with that. You know, they feel good about their parenting, they feel good about their relationships, but they want to evolve. They want to kind of take it to the next level and move through something um, that they're functioning in okay and they're doing fine and they're achieving and their life is really well, doing pretty well, but something's off something's missing and that's where I think a life coach or um, even like weight loss coaching you know I want to lose weight I want to feel better but I'm functioning okay I think that's when a really effective coach can be so helpful I like that and when it comes to the weight loss coaching 
I think of it kind of like, um, it's kind of a similar thing of like the difference between a counselor and a coach is like a weight loss coach and a doctor. Like when should you see your doctor and when should you see like a weight loss coach? Well, if you're having like problems with diabetes and you know, uh, stuff like that, that might be a time you want to see like your doctor for versus like, um, the weight loss coach. But for me, I personally saw, I've seen both a counselor and a, a coach and I agree with all of that. Like I saw a counselor when I was having trouble working through my past issues. Like mm-hmm. I had some deep, you know, yeah. baggage that I had to work through. Now I helped my clients work through some baggage, but there's certain things that I'm like, you need to see a counselor for that. That is like beyond the scope of what I'm capable of helping you with. That's yes. more of like a psychological thing versus, you know, this is just holding you back right now. And so the counselor helped me work through all that baggage and like, you know, it really did up level my life. But when I went and saw her, I wasn't functioning like hardly at all. I was drinking heavily because I couldn't stand like what I was feeling all the time. I struggled so hard with my depression on a like daily basis. I mean, I still struggle, but it was like, I couldn't like get out of it. Um, and then when I, now I've, I've functioned well, like I do great, but there's parts of my life that I'm like, I could really improve upon this. And I think we're always there. Like there's never a time that we won't need to improve upon something. So I work with coaches that can like say, Hey, this is where this is going wrong. This is the disconnect. This is what could be happening with you. Um, and the, the, just like counseling, there's such a variety of different counselors that do different things. There's also a variety of coaches that do different things. Yeah. Um, so how many coaches have you worked with Kelly? Oh my gosh. Uh, <laughs> is my overachieving going to come out here? Because <laughs> I'm an overachiever too. So you're good. I let's see, probably half a dozen, but yeah. for different things, you know, like, um, I have my main, my main squeeze coach who's really been with me on the long journey and um, has helped me really understand my mindset and dig into deep, deep beliefs that I had no idea was holding me back, even though I was functioning super well. You know what I'm saying? So I have her, I have a, I have a business strategy coach that help. I have two of them actually that help with areas of my business that I just don't know. And how to put those in place and teaching me how to then use my mindset and use how I've evolved um, as a a coach and a business owner to put those pieces in place. Um, I have a writing coach because I'm working on a book. And she's really amazing because we can talk through pieces of the book. Do I know her? I think you do. Was she on my podcast? (laughs) What? Kim Evans? Yes. Um, Kim was like a couple episodes ago. So I'll have to leave that up in the show notes for everybody too so that they can. Kim is getting a good testimonial here through you. So that's great. That's why I was like, do I know her? Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. And it's, it's priceless because she holds me accountable. And even though I have bumps and obstacles and, and hurdles around writing a book, I, I'm getting so much farther because I check in with her. I have to send chapters to her and it, and we can talk through stuff and it's not such a lonely process. And I learn from her and I just can't imagine doing it without her. 
Plus, I also, because I've struggled with chronic pain most of my life, I have a pain coach that I work with. And that's been amazing. That's awesome. See, the, the thing is, in the coaching industry, you meet a lot of people um, that will be like, I already have a coach. Well, or I've already worked with a coach. Well, that's great. You've worked with a coach one time, but every coach can help you in different ways. And, or you meet other coaches that are like, oh, you're a coach. I'm a coach too. So we're like competition. Cause we do the same thing. No, because you can work with several coaches that do the same thing. And I put that in quotation marks, but in all reality, you're going to learn something different from them. Like, it's yep. such an amazing thing. And I love that I keep hearing you say the word accountability because I think that's a huge yep. piece of co coaching is having that person that's going to keep you accountable every week or every couple weeks or however it works with that coach that's going to say, hey, did you do this thing that you said you were going to do? You know, why didn't you do it? And my, one of my clients said, she's like, I can't hide from you. She's like, you know, before I started working with you, I could just be like, I'll do that later. But I know I have to do it now because you're going to ask me next time we talk. And I'm like, yeah. Right. It's that little voice in the back of your head going, oh, there's a coach out there that's going to call me on it if I don't do it. Exactly. So what do you think is the most important pieces of having a coach? Like as somebody that's had one, as somebody who is one, like what are those pieces that stand out to you that why would somebody, why should somebody work with a coach? You know, we, I mean, I would hope that most people out there know why they should work with a counselor and we can, we can definitely get into that as well, but why should somebody work with a coach? I, I, and I speak from experience. There's so many things like I wanted to start my own business and I wanted to evolve personally and professionally. I wanted to be a really good coach. I wanted to, I want to write this book, you know, um, I want to be a better version of myself and I don't, I don't believe I can do that in isolation. I believe that takes, um, I don't always know what I'm bumping into that's, that's um, preventing me from getting what I want. And so a coach asks amazingly powerful questions that I often will say, blow my mind completely open and, and allow space for so many new ideas, creativity, innovation to come in that just stretches me and evolves me to the person I want to be that I just don't believe reading a book or doing it on my own is gonna um, allow me to achieve. I just don't. One of my clients said, I could have done all of this on my own, but it would have taken me years to do. Years to do this where yes. working with you in like um, the first 12 weeks we worked together and then we worked another additional 12 weeks together. She said in the last like 24 weeks, which might seem like a long time, but it really is just like a twinkle in the eye considering she said, you just did years worth of work like in me in 24 weeks. Like that was amazing. She's like, and know. I think Megan, you just hit it. That's the thing. Coaching can, can move you along faster. And, and that's what a lot of us want in this. We don't want to take years to get our business going, or we don't want to take a lifetime to, to evolve in our parenting or in our personal health or any in, or in our leadership attributes and how we lead our teams we want results quicker and it doesn't mean that we're not willing to do the work 
but a coach can move that, help you move that process along to where you're getting your results faster. And so many people that are in business or in leadership, they need to have that move them along. It's in, to, to be able to see that ROI, that return on investment in a decent period of time so they can feel successful, they can feel fulfilled. Yeah, it's like I always say, I, I want to help women thrive, like where, they are, where they're at, like in their life. And, and that's a big key thing. And I, I, I always say to people is the coaches I've worked with, they point out pieces that it might have taken me so much failure to realize that those are the pieces that needed to be fixed. Like, where yeah. am I going wrong? And, you know, what's going on where I'm like, where's the disconnect? And they can point it yeah. out to me because they can see it. They because we can't, we can't do for ourselves like we can for other people. Like, even though I try so hard sometimes to coach myself, it's not as easy as it is to coach other people because I'm in me, you know? Like, I yeah. can't, like, take myself out and look out from the outside and be like, so what's going on with you, Megan, you know? And that coach can. They really can. So what would you say would be the reasons that somebody should go see a counselor? Um, I think... Um... When I think about why they would go to a counselor, I mean, some some clients don't, some people just don't want to work with a counselor, and so they go to see a coach. And I've had I've had people work with me that I wasn't quite sure if I was the best fit for them, but I was willing to give it a shot because they were so adamant about I don't want to work with a counselor, I don't want to go back into my past. I don't, there's nothing I need to resolve. But in our work together, they would bump into so many obstacles that were preventing them from moving forward that eventually I we had had the, com, the come to Jesus conversation <laughs> that, you know, there might be something deeper in your past that's that you might want to work with a therapist and resolve. Because like they would show up to the calls and there was always crying. There was always just they seemed to be in so much pain. They weren't moving forward. And I think that is an indicator for a person and a coach to realize that there might be something deeper that a therapist or a licensed professional counselor is going to be much better at helping them heal and resolve and recover from. I think, and so I think that also that deep, deep traumatic pain, you know, if you wake, if you're having excessive panic attacks or you just absolutely cannot get out of bed in the morning or you haven't left your house in a week because of your depression or you've you've um experienced some sexual abuse or physical abuse that just has really deep deep painful trauma embedded in your emotions and your body and you're just not functioning well i think those are indicators for a therapist or a counselor Now, here's where it gets tricky because a lot, there are counselors that are also trained as coaches. There are coaches that are also trained as counselors. And there's counselors that use approaches that are similar to coaching approaches, like solution-focused counseling and therapy, or the more of the therapies that look at the present and the future. So that's where it gets a little interesting, and I encourage people to interview counselors, interview coaches, and collaborate with them to find the fit. Like, what is it that's really necessary 
for what you're experiencing. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And being honest when you're on that call of like, this is what I need right now. And if it's yeah. a good coach, they'll say, I can help you with that or I cannot help you with that. Yeah. Like a good coach will be willing to have a conversation with you to see if you're a good fit and see if it's, they're not going to be like, oh, well, you have to buy this without talking to me. They'll right. do like a 15, 30 minute like little connection call so that you can see and you can trust your gut and be like, all right, this sounds good. Or no, this doesn't sound good. This is not a yeah. good fit for me. Because sometimes people like meet me and I can just automatically tell like, I'm not their person. Like, yes. I can't help them. And sometimes yes. people come to me and they really, really want a lot of business help. But my coaching practice is more focused. I mean, we do work on business because business and life are connected. But mine's more like what's going on with, with you and your life that you need to take ownership of so that I can yeah. help you blossom in all these other areas. Like, we'll talk about business because when that's something you're doing in your life that's affecting your business. You know, right. you're not setting those boundaries or you don't have office hours. Um, yeah. So that's where I come in. If they really just want that person that's like the strategist that's for their business, that's not me. I'm not their girl and I will direct them to somebody I think is a good strategist for business. I'll direct them to somebody I think is is really fantastic and whatever they need. Or if yeah. we've worked together, I'm like, wow, there's this, this one area that, you know, you're still struggling with maybe we've gotten all these other areas cleared up and they're going great for you, but maybe you need to work with so-and-so because they, they really focus on that one area because some people do focus on just that like one area, like whether it's like mindset or whatever. For me, it's like a whole total body experience. Like how are you taking yeah. care of yourself? Like what are you doing in your life? Um, so checking out different coaches. I like that, Kelly. I like that you told them that they need to talk with the coach and really see if it's a good fit. And Absolutely. A good, and a good coach will be able to say, hey, this is not, no, I can't help you. Um, if you have that person that they seem very insincere about the fact that they can help you, then they're probably not a good fit for you. And ask for testimonials. Ask for like who have yes, you worked with definitely. that can that yes. can help me, you know, that can tell me like you're a really awesome person or, you know, what are some things that you can do? Yeah. And it, no question stupid. Like no question is stupid for questions. No. And I think it's so important, you know, counseling and therapy is very regulated. There's ethical codes, there's licenses, there's degree programs and there's exams. I mean, it's yep. supervision. It's very regulated. Coaching is not. Yeah. And so it, for me, it's super, super important that coaches, I think the best coaches have a coach. Yes. Okay. So I think that's important, even though I agree that counselors and therapists should have their own either coaches or therapists because yes. we're continually evolving and we want to be good service providers. But because coaching is not regulated, um, I think it's super, super important that coaches are clear when they are out of their expertise area to make those referrals and to follow some type of coaching code of ethics yes. so that they can really, you know, I think it's integrity that um, drives good coaches because it's not a regulated profession. Mm -hmm. And so coaches just have to know when they're in their sweet spot and their zone of genius versus when this person needs what I don't have and they make those referrals. I think that's so important, Megan. Yes. No, I agree. It is very unregulated. And the problem is, is somebody can say I'm a certified coach and they went to a workshop for a weekend. 
Oh my gosh. Like they went to a workshop for a weekend and they have no life experience to back up what they're saying they're going to do. So they think in one weekend they've learned. Now I know plenty of coaches and you do as well that are not certified coaches, but are really awesome coaches because they have that experience to back them up. They've done the work. They've done the work. But the problem is, it's like, some people think, well, if somebody says they don't have a certifi- certification, that means they're not a good coach. Well, no, that's not true. Right. And sometimes right. people think, well, if they say they have a certification, that means they're a really good coach. No, that's not true either because they could have right. went to like a weekend workshop right. and got this certification. <laughs> right, right. The letters behind the name really don't, they don't equate to effective therapy or coaching. Yeah. It's the integrity of the person and the person doing the work. And so that's another reason I think it's so important for um, those of us on the serving end and those of us on the receiving end, do the interviews, do the research, get the testimonials, have those collaborative conversations so that there's a fit. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, stalk them a little bit. Like, (laughs) coaches like out there on social media and stuff. Like, so stalk them a little bit. Check out their website. Like, see what they're posting on social media and how they're showing up every day in their life. Like, if they're showing up and you're seeing a lot of posts that you're like, um, wow, I don't know about that. Then maybe that's not your coach. Like, maybe that's not anybody's coach. You know, yeah. sometimes I see coaches that put, and we're all human beings. So sometimes right. we have like bad days and stuff like that. But when you're seeing like this consistent, like stream of negativity and BS that's coming out, you're like, mm, run the other way, girl, run the other way. Get out. <laughs> Get out of this. Get out of this. So how long have you been in your coaching practice? I started coaching um, two years ago. It would have been um, fall of um, 15. Yeah. That's awesome. And I did a lot, a lot of work before that because um, that's just me. I want to, I want people to get the results they want. And so I have to continue to be the best version of me that I can be. Yes. And also, like you pointed out when we, ha- we talked at Modern Femme, is you pointed out you wanted to make sure that you knew the difference in your mind between counseling and coaching. Yes. I went and got that certificate because I wanted to know how do coaches practice? Like, so that you weren't being a counselor, you were being a coach. And I love that, that there was a very clear distinction for you. I mean, there's some gray areas, obviously. Right. Sometimes it blends together and I've definitely um, offended multiple counselors by saying like certain things. That's why I'm like, I'm going to have a podcast with somebody who knows both of the things so that I'm, it's not me saying it and offending people like this is, I mean, obviously this is your opinion. So there are some uh, people out there might have different opinions, but I really think that, um, our, my audience needs to know so that they can, they can go. I think everybody needs a counselor and a coach in their life. Like you need to see a counselor at some point in time in your life. And you definitely need to work with at least one coach (laughs) at some point in time. Yeah. I, I think the two professions can work in harmony because of the different needs, the different, you know, what people want. I think they can work in harmony. Like I have counselor friends here that refer clients to me because they'll sit with them and they'll think, cause so many times counselors and therapists to continue to work with somebody Often, not all the time, but often they have to provide a diagnosis. And so if they're working with someone um, and there's not a need for a diagnosis, their internal moral compass says, I'm not going to diagnose this person. I'm going to refer them to a coach maybe. 
or another provider, you know, that they don't need a diagnosis, you know, and I think that's integrity. Um, and so likewise, I would, when I talk to people, I'll refer them to my counselor friends because I think, I think you might want to do some deeper work first. I, yeah. I, I tell people like, I can't help you with your daddy issues and I'm not trying to be offensive. Like I have daddy issues. I know. Like, I'm not trying to be right. offensive, but right. I can't help you with your daddy issues. That's beyond my scope of practice. Can I help you utilize where you're at right now and improve things in your life right now that will help you move forward? Yes. And I know counselors that work with some past work and I do talk about some things in the past, more of like releasing those negative beliefs about yourself because of your past and moving forward. Um, but other coaches are different, but I'm like, I can't help you with that. Like deep rooted, like you said, trauma, like that's beyond my scope of anything that I'm capable of doing. I have trauma of my own and I can sit here and, and cry with you and, and feel for you, but I can't, I can't help you work through it because I mean, it's just not in my capability. And so right. I actually told, um, clients of mine, like, I really think you need to see a counselor for this. Like, yeah. I really think this is something you need to talk to. You're having anxiety over this thing. Like you need to talk to a counselor. Like they're going to be able to help you. Right. And they can dive deep and focus in on that, uh, deep emotional psychological issue that's causing them to not be able to function fully in life. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And knowing that difference. And I want it to be super clear because my default was to slip into counselor mode. Yeah. I've done it for so long I can just go there. And I and I did not feel confident as a coach where I wouldn't be doing that. Now, with that being said, I think my background in counseling makes me an amazing coach because yeah. I can hear stuff that could be uh, an indication that somebody needs a counselor. Plus I can also hear that past pain I don't necessarily use it or go to it, but I can notice it and I can go, okay, yeah. And I can kind of integrate that into um, my coaching, but not be a therapist. Yeah. That makes sense? It totally does. <laughs> and I love the fact that you took that time out to really make a different, like see a difference, to, to yeah. make a clear distinction between the two. So yeah. that you wouldn't be mixing the two up together because like you said, some people are coming to you and they're like, I don't want a counselor. I've been seeing right. a counselor like most of my life. I don't want a counselor. I want help achieving the the life of my dreams or the goals right. that I'm setting out for. You know, for me, I tell people, I help people create the life they love to live. And they're like, but I love my life right now. And I'm like, but are there parts of your life that you're not totally loving right now? So let's work on those because we all have those. Yeah. Like, I always say, I'm like, I need a Megan in my life. <laughs> I need my own Megan. Like, because yeah, we, all, right? we all need that, like, counselor that's, or not counselor, but that coach is going to, like, help us move towards our goals. It's going to guide us and say, okay, yeah. and kind of be like our little cheerleader and keep us accountable and kick us in the butt when we need it. And, oh, gosh, yes. <laughs> like, oh. I need those people that are going to call me out and say, like, okay, listen, Listen, Linda, you need to, <laughs> you need to straighten up here. So, you know, I love that you have that distinction so that, you know, your clients are getting what they're, they're signing up for. Right. Versus like something that they're like, Hey, I didn't, I didn't sign up for this. Like I did yeah. not sign up for this 
deep psychological like in depth nope that's not what I wanted I wanted help achieving my goals here yeah yeah and it all you know sometimes the past we can honor their past with our clients because I've done that with my own coach when I bumped into limiting beliefs while I've been growing my business and I'll say oh my gosh I know exactly where that came from and you know I'll honor it or I acknowledge it but we don't go any farther than that we don't go back to well, what was that like for you? You know, we don't do any of, any of that processing. That's a clear distinction. We can say, yeah, I know whose voice that is in my head. And then we move on. We don't go back and process it. Yeah. I, this has been a fantastic conversation. And I want to, um, is there any one thing, because we're going to, I'm going to ask our final five questions. Is there any one thing that you want to leave my audience with um, and also, guys, Kelly is in our the Inspired Women community, and she, I have invited her to come on live the week that this airs to be able to chat with you guys about whatever she wants to share with you um, on there. So there will definitely be that. So make sure you join the Inspired Women community on Facebook so that you can, you know, ask her questions and chat with her and connect with her more. But um, is there anything that you want to leave the audience with when it comes to the, the counseling, coaching any of that? I think just to really honor what it is you need, what women need from people, from service providers, no matter who it is, and try to make a decision without thinking about cost. Meaning, so mm -hmm. often counselors and therapists are um, paid through insurance where coaches might not be. Or probably and not so I think, <laughs> right. And so I think sometimes people will say, well, I can't afford a coach, so I'll just work with a therapist. But then they're not getting what they really need. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. And so I, I want to empower women to find a way to get what they need and not settle for a service or for a provider strictly around money that figure out a way to make sure they get what they need because that's going to empower them and inspire them to live their dreams, to get what they want and not have to settle. Yes. Oh my gosh. I love that. And also don't just work with a coach because they are the, the affordable one. Right. 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 Absolutely. I mean, all of our prices are different because some of us haven't been doing it as long as others and stuff like that. So yeah. we haven't reached that level. I know I worked with a coach that's like $1,000 an hour. I'm not even kidding you. And I was like, oh, that hurts a little bit, but it was totally worth it. That two hours yeah. I worked with her was totally worth it. Um, but, you know, really have that connection, like you said, and check them out. Don't just work with somebody because they're the affordable option because you might not get anything for the and price then, that you're paying. Right. You might, you, yeah, you didn't spend as much, but you didn't get what you wanted. Yeah. And, some, and, and in some way that's going to, sneak around to get bite you eventually anyway. And it's not that you pay what you don't have. That's not yeah. what I'm saying either. But I think being connected and doing the research and finding what works for you um, and balancing that with cost, I think it's just, it's just empowering. Yes. And a lot of coaches. I know what you're trying to do with your, your community, your podcast, 
um, you know, and reach out to the people that can help you find what you need. If you're running into roadblocks, don't just settle. I think that's my main message. Don't just settle. Don't settle. Leg drop. Leg drop. (laughs) And a lot of coaches have like group programs and, you know, workshops and trainings and, you know, so if like a long-term commitment with a coach, you know, three, six, 12, whatever months it is, isn't the option right now. Well, work with them in the capacity you can, and that should help you up level to where you can eventually. Like it took me six months to work with that coach I was talking about six months because I was just like, I'm not even there. Like I'm not even close. Like I'm not even close. And then she dropped like a killer deal. And I'm like, I'm on it. I'm on it. Like white on rice. Like this is yes. Because I waited that long because I knew like, but I kept buying like those, her trainings and her workshops and, you know, the different things she did. And I was always getting in and soaking up all the information along the way because I knew that, that, that was somebody I wanted to work with. So, all right. So our final five questions. The first one is what does authenticity mean to you? I know it's become a buzzword, but I think if it's used in the right context, it's a very powerful word. Yeah, I loved these questions. I loved reflecting on them, Megan. They're awesome. Um, they're great journaling questions, actually. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> for me, authenticity is being 100% all in with being me. You know, it's like uncensored, no other voices in my head, just my true inner wise self that's not even thinking about other people or comparing or trying to fit this mold or that mold, but just being courageous enough to step in 100% to all of me. Ah, yes. So what, how do you make time for self-care? Oh, (laughs) um, I schedule it. However, that's a buzzword too. I hear that all the time. Just put it on your calendar. Just schedule it, right? Um, but it's not, It's for me, it's more than just scheduling it. It's honoring my commitment to me, which goes back to one of your mottos. And that means I have to believe that I'm worthy and that I'm enough to not only make my schedule, get in there, get in a slot in my schedule, but for me to honor it, the commitment to it. Because I can schedule it and still blow it off. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Right? So that's where I don't think that scheduling it is not enough. I have to know that that appointment that I've made with myself for yoga on Tuesday mornings at 930 is not, is for, it's, it's, it helps me care for my physical body, my inner body, my mind, and it, and it allows me to show up as a better mom, a better wife, a better coach, a better person. It's just not another task or a chore. It's a responsibility to me that I honor on my calendar. That's beautiful. I love that. Yeah, you can see, or you guys can't see, but Kelly can see I'm in like my workout apparel because I'm going to make sure I get in my yoga after we get done talking. And if I don't put on my workout apparel, then guess what? I probably will not get in that. But it's right. kind of hard to deny yourself when you're sitting around in workout clothes and you're like, Cause I don't wear them like out to Walmart, you know, like this is my workout apparel just for working out. It's kind of hard for me not to get it in. Um, so what is one tip that you have for creating healthy relationships? I think it goes back to your first question. I think you have to commit 
to be an authentic. I think you have to commit to being you so that the relationships you're in, they get the real you. I think that's one piece is to not be some other version of yourself so that it makes the relationship work because I think that's fake. It's not going to sustain itself. So realizing and realizing that relationships, even as authentic as I show up in them, there's going to be conflict and there's going to be uncomfortable feelings that great relationships are not all rosy and daisies and sprinkles that really amazing relationships have just as many conflicts and uncomfortable feelings. And I think that's what actually makes them great is that we can be positive and we can be, you know, uncomfortable. We can have all of it. Um, and I look at relationships like I look at my garden. It's kind of like tending to it, cultivating it, dealing with the weeds, you know, enjoying the blossoms, but it's a work in progress that, um, I think the media has given us a really slanted view of relationships because they're fake, they're Hollywood, they're not real. Um, and so I, I think just showing up authentic, realizing that they're going to be hard work and realizing there's going to be discomfort and tending to them like you would a garden. Yes. Yes. Because I see a lot of times marriage, I mean, divorce is so easy now, right? It's so simple. There's no stigma attached anymore. It's like people just divorce all the time and there's right. nothing wrong. There are, there are situations that, you know, divorce is definitely the option, but I yeah. feel like a lot of, like many times it's like, it's the easy out. Like we're struggling in our marriage right now. So it's, instead of us working on this marriage, it, we're just going to end it, you know? And, and I'm not saying that I've never thought about divorcing my husband. I actually have on multiple occasions, but it's always in that deep, like hardness. But I'm like, I don't go there. I say, instead, we're going to work on this and we're going to see if we can, we can make it through what we're going through right now. And every single time we have, because I was willing to put in the work and he was willing to put in the work and we, we tended that garden together. Right. Absolutely. And I think it, it's a bigger issue in our society, Megan. I think for the most part, we are so socialized to not be okay with uncomfortable feelings that when we feel them, we run. Yes. Or we divorce, you know, or we do all these amazing, strange behavioral calisthenics because we don't want to feel discomfort. I agree. Yes. So what is one struggle that you have as a modern woman? Um, I think setting clear boundaries around my time and not overdoing it. I think, too, we seem to be living in this epidemic of do more in order to justify your value and your worth. Mm -hmm. And so not falling into that myself, that, you know, owning my worth, I was born worthy. I was born enough that it doesn't matter how much I do or how much I give that should not be a reflection on my value or my worth. So I have to check that. I have to check that with myself, um, that I can say no. And I can say, I'm not going to run myself in the ground to prove that I'm worthy and, and enough. So I have to watch my boundaries around my time and how much I extend myself. You are enough just as you are. Just as I am. Yes. So what is yeah. one motto that you live by? 
that um, my evolution to become the best version of myself helps everybody. It does. Yeah. Yeah. So if I just focus on me, not that I don't focus on my family and my kids and what's going on around me, but if I make me a priority and, and, and work on me first, I help everybody and everything just kind of evolves. Yes. Yes. yes, so yes, yes. I, yeah, my evolution helps everybody and helps the world. That is something that I tell my clients all the time that you have to put yourself first so that you can do all of the things for everybody else. Like yeah. there's it's just not possible if you don't. So yeah. I love that you're saying that. And it's hard. It's difficult to do that though. Yeah, because we get pulled from society and from the media and what those messages that we get when we're growing up. And so it's a matter of, you know, acknowledging that and going, whoa, wait, that's not my story. That's not my truth. That's not how I want to show up. Yes. Well, Kelly, really being conscious. Kelly, I really enjoy this conversation with you. This has been amazing. And I hope that our audience will go and hop in the Inspired Women community and listen to you chat that week because we'll definitely, uh, we'll, we'll decide the time and day and everything awesome. beforehand and we'll put it in the community so everybody knows. And I think that they're going to get some amazing value from chatting with you and hearing more from you. So I really appreciate you taking your time out of your day and coming on here and talking with me. This was so fun. This was really super fun. All right, guys, we will talk to you later. Thank you for tuning into the Inspired Women podcast. If you're a woman in search of a positive, supportive community, we'd love to have you join us. Just search the Inspired Women community on Facebook and click the join button. Don't forget to leave us a review, subscribe, and share this out with your friends. We'll see you next week.